0: The laundry was very nice. So and there's uh, a lot of times, Laura and I, we usually try to camp in a, a way that we don't have to do laundry, or uh, Laura do. Laura does the laundry. She's never trusted me uh, with uh, uh, much with laundry duty, uh, and and. Uh, <laughs> everyone i'm stephanie and
1: i'm jeremy
0: authors of where should we camp next a 50 state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations
1: almost 12 years ago we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of rv travel
0: Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook.
1: We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know.
0: So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire.
1: This is the RV Atlas. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode, of the RV Atlas. Today, we are excited to have back on the show, Casita Dean May, and he's going to be giving us an awesome review of the St. Augustine Beach KOA holiday in Florida, somewhat in the Jacksonville, Florida area. He really enjoyed his stay at this campground and uh, he and his wife, Laura, had an awesome time exploring St. Augustine as well. So we've got a lot of details on the area. Uh, You guys have been loving the campground reviews. You keep asking for the campground reviews and we're going to keep bringing them to you. So I'm excited for another great episode with Casita Dean May about the St. Augustine Beach KOA holiday. So we're going to dive right into that content. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. The sound of bacon or burgers and steaks sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat top griddle with more than 5 million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Do you want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavors. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. They even have 17- and 22-inch griddles with side burners for greater outdoor cooking versatility. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. For fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, Else, Go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to BlackstoneProducts.com because it's better on a Blackstone. Hello, Casita Dean May, and welcome back to the RV Atlas. How are you?
0: I am doing great. Glad to be back.
1: Uh, I appreciate you so much. And I know our listeners appreciate you so much. You have brought us so many great campground reviews among other topics over the years. Um, and you guys have just, you guys have been traveling and RVing like crazy. Like you are kind of my number one inspiration right now, right? I mean, you guys have been in the RV a lot this year.
0: We have, I think we're at about 50 nights, uh, with, uh, another 30 scheduled for the fall.
1: 80 nights. Those are robust robust numbers retirement helps (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure it does so how's the how's the casita doing
0: oh casita's doing great in fact uh we just put a little uh a shade in uh, the the door of the casita where you can look outside and open and close the shade without having to open the door because you have the screen door in between. So even I, a retired professor, can do a modification or two.
1: Good for you. And I mean, like maintenance wise, it's just a pretty easy unit to deal with. No major problems over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I repack the uh, wheel bearings once a year and you know torque the tires and sanitize uh, systems and winterize and de it's a it's a wonderful little uh trailer so relatively easy to maintain
1: are you guys are you and laura still dreaming of the oliver
0: uh yes we are we are but i guess we'll see but we're also uh the ability to travel and spend a little bit of money is better than having a a beautiful, expensive trailer, but not enough money to travel.
1: <laughs> I, I agree with you, too. And RV prices have gotten a little crazy. So, like, I mean, if you've got something that works, like a- anybody listening to the podcast, like if you've got something that works, I wouldn't necessarily be uh, telling you to jump ship too soon. So we've got a campground review today. Our audience loves the campground reviews. They, For the last two or three years, the campground reviews have been our most downloaded episodes over and over again. And And you've brought us a lot of those top episodes. So where are you taking us to today for another great Casita Dean May Campground Review?
0: All right. So uh, Laura and I uh, did a Florida trip this past January. It was about an 18-day trip, and the final leg of this trip was uh, to St. Augustine. So we're going to go to the St. Augustine Beach KOA holiday.
1: And I met up with you guys at Tampa before— this i guess
0: right right that was the the rv super show was the second leg of that trip
1: okay great so uh where is this koa located what give us the geography of this location i'm not super familiar with this section of florida
0: okay uh saint augustine is about 40 miles south of jacksonville florida it's east of interstate uh, 95 and it's on the east coast of northern florida and saint augustine beach is located actually on anastasia island and the uh, a1a everyone down there knows what that means the a1a is the scenic highway and it literally runs north to south through uh the island Uh, And the KOA is located on St. Augustine Beach at the intersection of the AOA and Pope Roads, kind of down at the southern edge of St. Augustine. And you're about three quarters of a mile to uh, to the beach.
1: Okay, great. And in the second part of the podcast, you will give us some you know regional activities and some recommendations, as you always do. But we're going to stay focused on the campground now. So uh, it's a it's this is a KOA it is this is a KOA holiday, right? And just to remind our listeners, you have KOA has three different designations. You have Journeys, Holidays, and Resorts, and the vast majority
0: of them are the KOA Holidays, like the this one, I think. Right. 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 So and I, I would call this kind of a medium sized campground. You've got uh, about 90 RV sites, about 20 tent sites. And about 25 cabins, and again, it has a swimming pool and it has some other amenities that you know maybe we'll mention a little later. But it is not a full bore resort or anything like that. But it's also not a uh, the, the journey uh, where you it's just a place to spend the night. So it's kind of that 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 middle ground,
1: right? So the journey is like you need a night's rest on your way to a larger destination. The holiday is kind of a base camp for exploring an area, and the resort is an all. All in one. Now sometimes there are there are KOA journeys that I think make great base camps for exploring an area and are much more than overnighters. So what's the physical appearance of this campground like and the surroundings? Is it a really pretty campground? Is it rustic?
0: Yeah, now it's located again at the southern tip of St. Augustine. This is not a campground that you're going to go to that is a uh, full of solitude and peace and quiet. Like I said, it's located at the corner of the A1A Highway and Pope Road. So, and in fact, on another side of the campground, there is another road. So it's literally surrounded by three roads with one side backing up to shopping uh, buildings that face the A1A. Uh, So again, it's not, it's not, peaceful solitude. But however, once you're inside the campground, it's quite nice. And it's, it's also uh, very attractive inside uh, the campground. So it's kind of one of those I do want to point out that sometimes, you know, we want to go camping to, to, to get away. But this is really, to me, a very comfortable, nice base camp for exploring St. Augustine and the surrounding area.
1: Well, and sometimes you can't have it all, right? I mean, if you want to be in close proximity to a city, to a downtown, to an urban area, and then to also expect a quiet state park camping experience, I think those are often unrealistic expectations. And I always sort of laugh a little bit when people leave a negative review for a place like this and say, oh, there was road noise or, oh, there was traffic nearby. I mean, that the point of a, t- a campground like this is it's getting you close to a really cool area. So... How about the pricing of this KOA, and was it difficult to get a site here in January?
0: It wasn't uh, too bad. Uh, It was fine. There were a number of sites when we made the reservation. We could have gotten some different site types. We ended up spending about $77 uh, a a night, you know, and then we got a 10% KOA uh, discount. I went ahead and checked their website before, you know, a week or two ago, and was just doing some random checks. It looks as if like this summer, if you wanted to to, to book a site, they're gonna run about eighty to a hundred dollars a night. A basic cabin with no bathrooms would run you about a hundred to a hundred and fifteen at night. And deluxe cabins with you know amenities would run about a hundred and sixty five to two hundred dollars a night.
1: Now for Florida in January, my mind thinks that this is pretty moderate pricing. <laughs> now you guys did a huge trip in Florida over the course of the winter. Did you feel like this was reasonably priced for what you were getting
0: oh yes yes i i thought it was very reasonable for what we what we got you know we'll talk about anastasia state park uh, Uh, which is very, very close. And we kind of, you know, hung out over there. I checked out Anastasia as well, but I couldn't get into Anastasia State Park in January, you know, again, for probably half that price. Uh, But we were very comfortable and thought that it was a a good value for uh, January in Florida.
1: I mean, the Florida state parks in the winter are notorious for being really, really difficult to get sites. And I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but I will say this right now because it is too funny not to share. I will not name the person. I had somebody privately message me on Facebook offering me the name of a hacker to get yeah. state park reservations. So uh, to which I said no, because I wouldn't do something like that. But the state parks are impossible to get into. So that's why a lot of people do end up at the KOAs. Now, Dean, I have a theory that KOA has kind of stayed moderately priced, as a lot of their competitors have gone a little haywire with pricing. And I know you you camp at KOA a lot too. I mean, would would you kind of agree with that? That KOA's pricing has seemed to stay a bit more down to earth than some other locations, other other types of campgrounds.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we go typically once a year to the KOA in towns and uh Tennessee and I've not really noticed that much of an increase in prices. And then occasionally we'll do KOA journeys on longer trips. Uh and I, I would agree with you. To me their prices is- I haven't. In fact, to be honest with you, I haven't really noticed an increase in KOA prices. So if they have gone up, I think it's been much more modestly than than perhaps other camp, other private campgrounds.
1: I almost wonder if it's a strategy from from corporate. I I have no idea, but it's uh, it's been something I've been noticing. Uh, Okay, so give us the details about the RV sites in particular and like the site that you guys had for the casita.
0: Okay. Uh, again, they've got 20 tent sites. You've got those 25 cabins. You can get a one and two bedroom cabin and you can also get the one and two bedrooms lakeside. They have deluxe cabins and you can also get the deluxe cabins lakeside. In terms of the RV sites, you've got about 90. All of the RV sites have uh, full hookups and you have your choice of you can get back in and pull throughs. And of course they have premium pull throughs that are on the lake. And some of those sites are also deluxe sites. Uh, so yeah, you, you have a variety. Laura and I ended up because again, our goal, uh, um, Laura and I got married in 1983 in Indiana and immediately left for me to attend graduate school at Florida State. So we're familiar with Florida, but Laura had always wanted to go to St. Augustine, and we'd never had a chance to go. So uh, our goal was to see St. Augustine. So we basically picked uh, uh, one of the less expensive back-end sites, and and we used that as our home base, I think, for for six days. And it was a, a very comfortable place to stay.
1: Right. So yeah, and those typical sites are even more reasonably priced. I mean, if you start to look at some of the KOA Deluxe sites, they do jump up well over $100, just to be fair. So how about the Wi-Fi, the cell service, and the customer service?
0: Uh, Everything was was fine. Again, you're relatively close to the edge of St. Augustine. They had Wi-Fi. We had no problems with, you know, checking email, doing some surfing, you know, those types of activities. Cell phone service was fine. And uh, I'd say customer uh, service was spot on on what you would uh, expect from a KOA. It was, you know, pleasant professional. Uh, so the in and, and they're always out there, you know, keeping the uh, keeping the campground clean and well maintained. So it was it was Fine, no problems.
1: All right. So how about organized <clears throat> activities and recreation? I mean, with k you're typically going to get, you know, good, good amenities. And then organized activities just depends on the location, in my experience.
0: Right. And now, again, now, Laura and I weren't looking for a lot of activities. And we were there in January, which is probably a different demographic in terms of who's staying in January versus the summer. They indicated that they had some um, uh, some planned activities but we didn't necessarily see any. Uh, But again, this is, you know, in January. In terms of amenities, uh, they had a nice swimming pool. You can fish in their uh, Turtle Lake there. They had a a dog park. Uh, They have a a shuttle service that that will stop by the KOA and pick you up and take you into uh, uh, St. Augustine, you know, playground, paddle boats, banana bikes. They did... Did have a small convenience and gift store. The laundry was very nice. So, and there's uh, a lot of times Laura and I, we usually try to camp in a, a way that we don't have to do laundry or. Uh, Laura do. Laura does the laundry. She's never trusted me uh, with uh, uh, much with laundry duty, uh, and <laughs> and uh, bathrooms. Ex- uh, really, really liked the bathrooms there, uh, because they're private bathrooms. So when you go into your bathroom, it's got a shower, a sink, and a commode, and uh, so very very nice bathrooms.
1: Now, did you guys use that shuttle to get into town, or did you just drive in and park?
0: No, we drove in and, and parked because again, we're, we travel with Gibbs, the Mississippi Maltese. So, uh, and we'll leave him in the trailer some for maybe three hours or so. Uh, but a lot of times he, he would, again, it's January. The temperatures were, were comfortable, particularly for a dog. Uh, and we would, uh, he, he'd, Come with us, and he'd walk downtown St. Augustine and all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know whether they would allow a dog on the shuttle or not. So we we didn't we didn't broach that. Okay, that, gotcha. that subject
1: so any insider details and um you've got a nobody's perfect because I, I love how you still follow our old campground of the week <laughs> format it's like a throwback to me and every time i see your notes i'm like oh yeah this is exactly how we did it for years uh, maybe sometimes we get away from it and we shouldn't but uh what do you got for insider details and then um you know we, well, we know that no campground's perfect so what could you see improved here
0: they really have a, a pretty little lake with some nice trees, uh, you know, some live Oak and, uh, trees, uh, along the lake. It's a, it's a long narrow lake. Uh, so you have a long row of sites. I, I you know, I think for you know a family that's going to be checking out St. Augustine and they want a real comfortable, pretty place, those premium pull through sites along Turtle Lake are very nice. So I would recommend those. Uh, In terms of nobody's perfect, and I have no idea how this could be fixed, but, you know, I'd mentioned that this KOA is surrounded uh, by roads on three sides, including the entrance is just off the A1A highway on Pope Road. Well, you know, if you're coming in on the A1A, you turn onto Pope Road, you have to turn left into the KOA. And they have a couple of lanes for RVs, but there were a couple of times that we've got like two 45 foot long diesel pushers in front you know in front of us checking in, and we you're stuck on Pope Road. You can't turn into the KOA if they've got a couple of RVs uh, waiting to to get checked in. So I you know so in terms of nobody's perfect, that uh I don't and again I'm not really blaming that on the you know they're they're dealing with the 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 geography of what they what they've got there but it can be a little tough to get in uh to to get into not necessarily to get out of the KOA uh, because they they actually have another exit on the back side of the campground. But you can't come in that way. You have to come in through the main entrance.
1: Well, that's a great thing for people to know as they're coming in. So maybe you want to avoid checking in, you know, I don't know, at 5 o'clock at night or at times when there's going to be more traffic and people out and about, you know, maybe try and check in mid-morning or mid-afternoon or something like that. All right, we're going to come back in a second. And Casita Dean May always has great, great regional activities, Restaurants, all the cool things to do in the area. But before we dive into that great content, we have sponsored messages from our friends at Thetford and from our friends at Yogi Bears Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Did you know that Thetford's Porta Potty is the original and best portable toilet? It is designed with a modern appearance, an ergonomic carrying handle, a standard lid latch, and it is durable and easy to use. There is also a removable seat and cover for easy cleaning. It also has an exclusive rotating pour out spout. A piston pump flush and its sealed valves keeps odors in the holding tank. Its easy-to-read level indicator tells when it's time to empty. A deodorant sample is included and Thetford's porta potty comes with a three-year warranty. For easy transportation or storage, also make sure to check out the porta potty carrying bag. Thetford also recommends using liquid holding tank solution like Aquamax Summer Cypress Scent in your porta-potty. Due to the size of the porta potty, the liquid will get the job done faster. To view their complete lineup of products, please visit Thetford.com. Whether you enjoy the comfort of a luxury cabin, a deluxe RV site, or prefer to try some unique options like yurts, treehouses, or covered wagons, award-winning Jellystone Parks has a variety of first-rate accommodations, attractions, and activities to provide the setting for an affordable and fun family vacation. Our family has been making great camping memories at Jellystone Park for years, and we can't wait to get back and see Yogi Baron friends this spring and summer. Jellystone Park locations have everything you and your family will need to make long-lasting camping memories. From amazing water zones, including pools, splash grounds, and splash pads, to mini-golf, wagon rides, and jumping pillows, Jellystone Park is the best place for family entertainment this year. You will also find many themed weekend events, including appearances from Yogi Bear and friends. You will notice that family fun at our exciting camp resorts is the main attraction. With over 75 locations across the United States and Canada, make Jellystone Park part of your vacation this spring and summer. Remember, it's not just a campground, it's Jellystone Park. To find out more and book your spring and summer getaways, head on over to jellystonepark.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are back with the man, the myth, the legend, Casita Dean May. And really, the greatest contribution I've made to the RV community over the years was giving you that nickname. So I am going to give (laughs) myself a pat on the back for that. So you you,
0: you, you did give me that nickname.
1: And I'm still proud of it all these years (laughs) later. So you ready to give us some regional highlights and some activities to do in the area?
0: Absolutely. All
1: right, get us started. What do we want to do first?
0: All right. Well, first, let's just talk about St. Augustine a little bit, which is a very, very uh, fun, engaging uh, city. So Ponce de Leon visited the area in 1513. So this, this place has a lot of history. The city was founded in 1565, and it's the oldest continuously occupied city in the United States, and it is home to the legendary Fountain of Youth, and it's only been hit by a hurricane once in modern times, which maybe I shouldn't be saying that this summer. We'll see how wait, things go wait, wait st-
1: Stop there. Is, is that just some weird coincidence on the coast of Florida, or is there some, something that protects it or something?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I really I I would be shocked if there would be some type of, of geography that would protect it. But yeah, so I thought that was an interesting little uh, tidbit.
1: Oh, that is fascinating. OK, so tell us. Give us some other fun facts. I love this kind of stuff.
0: And it's also it's a, it has lots of hauntings. So it's uh, lots of places that you can visit that have a, a history of being uh, haunted. And it's also a very, very pet-friendly uh, city. Uh, even some of, uh, even uh, more of the beaches than what I'm accustomed to, because usually you can't have dogs on the beach, or if there is uh, a dog-friendly beach, it's it, it's a very specific uh, location. And again, Laura and I've spent time in Florida over the years. Most of the time, we go to the Panhandle. It's a little bit more of a party scene. You know, if you're in Panama City, Panama City Beach, and sort of the the hustle. And bustle of even a Destin, which again are beautiful locations. St. Augustine is a little more a, a little more laid back, a little has and has a bit more of a obviously a historic vibe than say you know the Panhandle with you know Destin and you know Panama City Beach. So very very nice.
1: Does it feel a little bit more like a a New England city or a European city as opposed to what a lot of people think when they think about coastal yeah. Florida?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, it's it's got that old Florida vibe to it. So maybe. maybe- a bit, maybe a little more, uh, a little more European than Panama City.
1: <laughs> a little more cultured, right? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: and I'm not knocking those other places. My God, oh,
0: no, you know, no, we've been I'll, there
1: many times. <laughs> now, do you, and also before we move on, do you believe in ghosts, Dean? As a retired university professor, I, I would be surprised.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I okay. don't.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but there are haunted places that the kids might like to check out. And a little, oh, kind of
0: sure, spooky. sure. Oh, and my, I've my uh, daughter, uh, youngest daughter, just. Asked so we've even attended like paranormal uh, museums and things like that. She's she's all in on that kind of stuff.
1: All right. Awesome. So what else in terms of like shopping, in terms of sightseeing history? There's a lot here.
0: Oh, yeah. And you've you've definitely just you you, you want to go in. Uh, we, I'll mention this a little later. Uh, we opted for the. Parking garage. They have a wonderful parking garage. You can park all day. It's fifteen bucks. I thought it was pretty reasonable. And then you can just spend the day walking around. And you uh, you have Saint George Street pedestrian mall. And you can just you know take your time walking down uh, the pedestrian mall. All kinds of shops and restaurants and activities and historical sites and and you can easily spend a day just on on the mall. And then of course you can get there across streets. And it's, it's, and again, it's a pedestrian mall, but you can find some streets and walk some other streets around the pedestrian mall as well.
1: I just had like this realization about you that I, I probably should have realized years ago. You do such a great job on g- giving us all the cool things to do in any given area, but you're not much of a shopper. Are you like, you're no. you're guys like, and maybe no. both of you, you and Laura, like kind of both minimalists.
0: Uh, probably, uh, You know, I even have if I need clothes, I usually have to I I consult with Laura. I'm not even you know, I like to shop for food and big ticket items, but you don't get to shop for big ticket items very often. But our style is again, we have Gibbs and most of the time you can't take him in stores. So him and I will find a pub. I'll drink a beer. He'll drink some water and Laura will shop and then we'll walk a few more blocks and we'll just press repeat. So that's kind of our style.
1: I love you guys. All right. Let's keep moving here. So uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse and Maritime Museum. That sounds really cool.
0: Yes. I would highly recommend that. That was a really nice, uh, relatively close to the, to the KOA. Uh, And hey, Obviously, there's a lighthouse here and there is a Maritime Museum. It's 219 steps to the top, which is about 14 stories on site. They have a keeper's house, obviously the lighthouse, lots of history there, beautiful grounds that you can walk. They also had a very, very cool Maritime Archaeology and Education Center, just reading about the shipping industry and things like that. Very, very interesting. They have uh, some World War II-era structures on site there. Guess what? Supposedly the lighthouse is haunted. Um, The tickets, $15 for adults, $13 for kids. Uh, If your kids are under 44 inches, they're free, but they can't climb the, the, the lighthouse.
1: Yeah, we brought Max and Theo to the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse once, and they were not tall enough, and they were heartbroken. They couldn't go up there. So that's a good thing to know yeah. in advance, particularly if you're with kids. So how yeah. about the, how about this Fountain of Youth? I really don't uh, know too much yes. about this.
0: Yes, they do have the Ponce de Leon Fountain of Youth Archaeological Park. So we we checked that out. You can drink from the Fountain of Youth. I chose to do that. Uh, Laura didn't. So, of course, I've got that, you know, that younger persona as a result of that. but to be perfectly honest with you, again, I've lived in Florida for a couple of years when I was at FSU. The water from the Fountain of Youth tasted like Florida water, which is not particularly appealing in my opinion. So I would encourage you to taste it, but I yeah, I would keep it to a sip.
1: Just a little sip. Uh, just just
0: a little sip is uh, pl- uh, plenty. Ah, the The archaeological park, a little touristy, but still a fun place. I think a great place to take kids. They had lots of buildings and exhibits. And Tickets were twenty dollars and kids six to twelve were were ten dollars.
1: All right. Now, Florida, as we mentioned, really hard to camp at Florida State Parks. But even if you can't get a site, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go visit. Like when we were in in Destin, we certainly went to uh, Top Sale and I think it's uh, Henderson Beach State Park uh, for the day. So tell us about Anastasia State Park.
0: Oh yeah, that's uh, and again close to the uh, to the KOA. So we went over and basically spent the the biggest part of an afternoon at the state park. You've got sixteen hundred acres of beach, which is about four miles of beach. You have tidal marshes and maritime hammocks, and you can do you know a lot of the things that you can do at uh, you know state parks that are on the coast like that. You know, birding and bicycling and boating and fishing and geocaching and hiking and shelling and surfing and swimming and all in all. In all kinds of wildlife and and they do have a campground there that has a hundred and thirty nine electric and water sites.
1: And you can see why these sites are so desirable at these Florida State Parks. The Florida State Parks are beautiful. And some of them have hookups and then the price is half the price of uh, you know the KOA or whatever it is. So n- no wonder everybody wants sites at these places. Um, so we have a national monument as well.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure. in terms of uh, I apologize for the pen- pronunciation here, but the Castillo de San Marcos National Monument that is there, which you've absolutely gotta see. It's the oldest stonewall fort in the mainland United States. Right. and at the time, uh, you know, back a few hundred years ago was literally invincible to British siege. The interesting thing is the walls are made out of that sort of, uh, sandy, uh, like shell material that you find on the coast. I guess they, they call it Coquina. So it's a relatively soft wall. So when the cannonballs would hit the wall, It's not going to break the walls. The cannonballs would literally be absorbed into the soft coquino walls of the fort, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: Oh, that is so cool. That is brilliant. And so the whole wall wouldn't crumble, right? It would just sort of make a a little dent.
0: Right, right, right. So now I would also like to say that were you know part of the the fort's history are you know, were also indicate some of our maybe not so nice parts of our of our US history which included that the fort at one point was used as a prison for native americans including geronimo's wife and chief osceola and again having you know being a florida state Seminole graduate uh, m- most of us have, uh, know about uh, chief osceola and it was also used as an entry Point for African slaves that were brought into the unit United States beginning in uh, 1565. There,
1: now when, um, we, when we were in South Carolina in Charleston, um, right by Fort Moultrie, and I'm forgetting the name of that beach exactly, right by Fort Moultrie, uh, there was some of that really uh, dark history as well, where the slave ships landed there, and it, it kind of almost gave it a spooky feeling uh, to me that, that there was such a you know such a negative part of our our history there.
0: Right. Right. So in it, uh, the fort became a national m- monument in 1924.
1: All right. Fantastic. So there's more to do. You guys, yeah. co- you guys covered a lot. What else? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, we really concentrated on doing things, uh, in St. Augustine, as opposed, you know, sometimes you really try to hit the fancier places to eat and those types of things. And we basically, we were running to, from place to place, and we would just grab something in between. So, and uh, c- some of these other places that I think would again be fun f- uh, to check out, particularly with kids, you have the St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum. You have the Colonial Quarter of St. Augustine. They also have a really cool college there, uh, Flagler College. Fascinating uh, history in terms of this gentleman of uh, uh, Flagler, and you can get historic tours of of the campus. And I'd also mention that the, t- the Trolley uh, that goes out to the KOA. You can also just get a day pass on the Old Town trolley, and it's thirty-seven dollars for adults, eighteen dollars for kids, and you can just get on and off the trolley, you know, throughout the day. It makes twenty-two stops, and that's really nice. Or since we had you know Gibbs with us, uh, we ended up just going to the historic downtown parking facility, you know, park for fifteen dollars, and then spend the whole day in uh in saint augustine
1: this seems like it could sustain a week-long vacation even for for, even for a family with kids i mean you have history you have beaches you have all kinds of stuff to do here
0: oh i i think so i i'll be honest with you of course laura and i move at maybe a A little different pace. We don't try to pack everything in compared to when, you know, we were younger and had, you know, the kids and stuff like that. But I would have taken another week there, to be honest with you. I I could have easily handled, uh, you know, 10 day, 14 days. And I think we were there for six, but I would have taken more.
1: All right, Casita Dean, I love it. I love it. I want to go so badly. We're gonna come back in a second, and it would not be an episode with Casita Dean May if we did not have recommendations for restaurants and breweries. This is kind of one of your signature parts of any campground and area review. But before we dive into that content, we have a sponsored message from our friends at CampSpot. Let's face it, summers weren't meant to be experienced sitting at a desk or staring at a computer screen. It's time to call timeout. Camp Spot is here to help. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America featuring over 140,000 campsites. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more to find your time out. Whether it's your next epic adventure, girls' night out, or family reunion, CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. Campspot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and no membership fees so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Picture it now. Fresh air in your lungs, cool breeze in your hair, warm hugs in your soul, and that grounded sense of self you'll only find when you spend time out. Book your spring and summer camping trips now. Find your time out. Find your Camp Spot at CampSpot.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here again with my friend Casita Dean May. He gave us an awesome review of the St. Augustine Beach KOA Holiday. Then he took us into downtown St. Augustine and the area, gave us all kinds of great things um, to 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 see and visit when we go. But to wrap up the show now, we're going to talk about some restaurants and breweries because you always make it a point to hit some of the good places for for good eats and good brews. So, what are your recommendations here?
0: No, okay. Now I do want to apologize a little bit here because I think you're right. I always try to seek out the, you know, particularly breweries and you know pub type of places. Uh, But our goal was to see as much of St. Augustine as we could. So while we're packing this in you know you'd get hungry so what we would do is just whatever happened to be close to what we were touring or checking out so we probably didn't hit quite as many places as we we would otherwise and the other thing i'd like to say like for example we went to the mellow mushroom uh laura and i are mellow mushroom fans it's a, it's it's a pizza chain that i know is pre- probably predominantly in the south i think it's 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 speckled maybe across the united states but a lot in the south So if any town that we're going to has a Mellow Mushroom, we'll go there because it's it's, I think, good pizza and they have a great beer selection. So I would recommend the uh, St. Augustine Mellow Mushroom.
1: And we've been to the one in Asheville. That's the only one I think I have been to personally.
0: Yeah, I think we've hit about 10. Oh, wow. So
1: I've never seen I've never seen one in the northeast
0: yeah okay but 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 uh,
1: you uh but you 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 didn't only eat at the Mellow mushroom
0: no no we ended up eating at a real and again this kind of fits what the typical places that i try to find it was ford's like ford motor company ford's garage prime burgers and craft beer so that was right up uh uh right up my alley there now uh I do have a little bit of a story about Fords, though. And again, this is a cool place. I mean, you go outside, they have the historic cars, and you go inside, your napkins are like the blue shop cloths that they would have at at a mechanic. And it's, you know, your napkin ring is actually a hose clamp. Uh, you, your burger comes to you and it's imprinted with Ford is, is like toasted on the bun and they have, you know, good burgers, great beer selection. They have engines hanging from the, from the ceiling. So it's a cool place to visit.
1: All right, cool. <clears throat> now you have a little story though, about a backstory as to uh, yes. how you got here, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, so is it. Turns out, you know, we're, we're in St. Augustine and we have our RVA friend and correspondent. We, we all love Johan Schnell. And Johan lives in Jacksonville. So him and I had corresponded some and we had never met before other than just corresponding through, you know, social media, Facebook and Instagram and those types of things. So we decided to to meet up. But as it turns out, He's north in Jacksonville. We're in St. Augustine, but he's camping in Daytona at the Speedway for the Rolex 24 hours of racing. Okay, Which he's done a whole podcast about for us. Right, right. So I end up – I take a day. Laura is going to stay back at the camper and spend the day reading and hanging out with Gibbs, and I – I end up driving down to uh, Daytona. So I got to spend the afternoon with Johan and, and he was again camping at the Speedway. So I was able to check that out. And you know, he was there with family and friends and uh, so we had a wonderful, wonderful um, afternoon with him, and I got to check out his, you know, his hybrid trailer and all those uh, all those things associated with his camping setup. And I had mentioned uh, that I needed to find a camping world because I was going to have to winterize as we were driving north back home. And he said, hey, just go to, the, there's a camping world in St. Augustine, but if you're going to go to the camping world, you got to go right next door. There's a Ford dealership that has a Ford's garage, you know, burgers." and and craft beer. So I just wanted to let Johan know what a great place that was. And we had a, you know, had a great time and I wanted to thank him again for the hospitality of letting me uh, hang out with him for a day. And I also got we 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 ended up meeting each other at at the Bucky's there at a uh, Daytona and I'd never been to a Bucky's before so so it was a gr- that was a great day.
1: Well, there are so many things that I love about that story. I love Johan and, and he's been so great on the podcast, just like you and, and all of our other great correspondents. We're so lucky to have all of you. Uh, and I'm am super jealous you got to meet him in person because yes. I have not I've gotten to meet Johan in person yet, and I, I really really want to. Um, and your first trip to Bucky's, you got to say a little bit more. About about that, I mean, what did what did you think of Bucky's? I mean, but to me, Bucky's is like roadside Nirvana. I mean, were you oh, were you impressed?
0: Yeah. Oh yes, I was impressed. So we met there, you know, got gas, did whatever, and then I followed him on to the to the Speedway. But I, because uh, so we had a bit of an agenda there. So when I left later in the afternoon, you know, I you know, hung out and you know had a. Had a beverage and we spent most of our time just visiting and talking. So hey, on the way back, I it was you know early evening, so I needed a place to eat. And I thought I'm gonna stop by Bucky's again and gotta try one of the uh, the sliced brisket sandwiches. So I did the you know the full experience at Bucky's of of, of eating a, a good barbecue sandwich and and uh, you know eating it in my car at a Bucky. So that 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 was fine. It was quite good. So,
1: so- overall, it sounds like you guys had a wonderful. A trip to florida this past winter i mean you did the tampa show we got to meet up i mean uh, what, what what a event fanta- you said 18 days what a fantastic trip
0: yes it was a great trip I, I will make one qualifier though this is the second time we've gone to florida in january but we tend given we're coming from kentucky we don't get into deep deep florida so it still tends to be a little cool so we're not going to do the egg camper rally in january in 2023 we're going to do a different egg camper rally in february and we're going to end up going about an hour south of of orlando and uh so we're going to hit a couple of more state parks and i can tell you right now that i it's tough but i've mastered the art of 11 months in advance Trying to get some of these uh, Florida state parks, and I was able to get a beachside site at a at one of the uh, one of the state parks for 2023. So it's already booked, and we'll be doing another uh, egg camper rally as well. So we'll, that'll probably be that's two weeks in Florida, and then we'll need a couple of days going down, a couple of days going back. So. I'm uh, looking forward to that, but I want to see if it's just a little warmer in February in Florida than it is January in Florida.
1: You, I mean, you make a great point. And uh, January, you know, Christmas and then into January, it is dicey. Um, particularly in any you know the top half of the state. Let's say, you know, we've done our Fort Wilderness trips in January year after year after year, and we have, I mean, we had to turn the heat on in the RV. Uh, one of those years at night, it 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 can get chilly. Um, I, uh, we still have fun, you know, it just doesn't really stop our boys. They'll still go swimming and they'll still have a blast, even if it's a little bit chillier. But yeah, I mean, when you go to Florida in January, um, just be prepared. It might not exactly be warm, sunshiny pool weather. So
0: no, uh, we saw one night was actually upper twenties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and the cooler days were in the low fifties. So low fifties on the beach is it can be a little chilly so
1: and i love people from florida but when it drops <laughs> when it drops to about like 60 degrees right, right. they got their north face jackets out, right? I mean, like like to them, it is like winter. You know, we're down there in our shorts and our t-shirts and you're seeing all the locals are like all got all their warm clothes out, you know. So Casita Dean May, I cannot thank you enough for all of the great content that you have brought to the RV Atlas over the years. You just bring it every single time. And one of the reasons I love doing this podcast after all these years is because people like you still inspire me to want to go to places like this. So thank you for another great episode.
0: Well you're welcome it's just wonderful to be a part of the uh, RV Atlas family.
1: Yes, and we're so glad to have you and hope to see you guys again in person soon. So we'll see you soon Dean. Thank you so much.
0: All right, bye-bye.
1: A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas and a big thank you to our sponsors to neighbor, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. RV Snaphead and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to The RV Atlas Group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes, and we'll see you at the campground.